Share our passion for life on 657 AM. 657 AM. Lindu, best lady. I almost said best lady. Yeah, that's best lady. We well, bring us to 13 after uh, 7. Good evening and welcome to it. This is the second and the final hour of uh, Thursday Live with me, Godfiji. And of course, uh, um, uh, we are welcoming somebody from the Global Business Roundtable. This is our time around. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Uh, Pastor Chavalal. I don't know whether it's uh, Ayum Shengu, Ndonga, Kugamavuso. I don't know whether it's your totem. Yeah, because there are different Chavalalas out there. It might not be your totem. It might, it might not be this Chavalala. Say good evening and welcome. Good evening, sir. Good evening, sir. Um, Ayum Shengu. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that we'll have a time and talk about it. I'm Shengu. Yeah, I'm Shengu. <laughs> Yeah, I told you now that Chavalala means to disappear. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> you refused to give me the meaning, so I had to Google No, it. no, no. no. We will talk about it now. Disappear. Disappear. Yeah. Chavalala. Chagwe. Ke chagwe or chagwe. Noyaba. Mabedla. One thing I like about Zulus is good evening and welcome to Radio Puppet. Please introduce yourself. I tried to do that, but it looks like you. Uh, I really butchered the whole thing. You were not impressed at all. So uh, do uh, me a good favor, Muruti, by <laughs> telling you the listeners of Radio Puppet who uh, Pastor Chabalala is. Ahmed uh, uh, for introduction, Pastor Shavalala, I'm, I am a pastor and, and I'm serving um, uh, in, I'm serving God for I'm now almost uh, 15 years serving and uh, I'm based in State around Val in Sosolbeck and I'm pastoring a church called House of Faith Bible Church and um, I'm a married man with two with two kids and, and and God is a blessing to us. We we are serving real servants of the kingdom, and that's me. I'm I'm still doing my my work. I'm still working again. I'm working for the Department of Education. And um, are you a teacher? No, I'm not a teacher. I'm, I'm I'm in the administration. I'm a deputy director. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. What's your first yes. name? Huh? What's your first name? First name is uh, Bofelo. Oh, Bofelo. Yes. Okay, Pastor Bofelo Chavalala on Radio Puppet, your <laughs> daily... Com- is that the Bofelo or last? Yeah, that's the, being the last one. Being the last one. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Bofelo Chavalala. Mm. <laughs> Adversity intelligence from a biblical perspective. What are we talking about when we talk about adversity intelligence? Ahmed, Your Excellency, I think um, your topic is very interesting. Um, much of why I wanted us to touch the issue of adversity intelligence, I think this is one of the intelligences that were found by some of the some of the psychologists. And uh, remember, mainly uh, on the industry or, or, or everywhere, we'll talk about intellectual intelligence, emotional intelligence, and social intelligence. And uh, adversity intelligence is not much of what people talk about. But I can simply tell you that we are in a situation now, particularly in South Africa, where where things are bad, you know, where things are bad across the board. 
And uh, I heard one say, we are in the Guaraguara state, a situation where you, you don't know whether you are moving or standing. So 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 South African situation is at, at the point where, you know, politically things are not right, economically things are not right, socially, environmentally, you name all areas of life, things are definitely not good. And this is the time where we need messages that can revive people to understand that God God is alive, God is not dead, God is aware of our situation, but it takes a nation that can reorganize itself and and made a cry unto the Lord. And you quoted many scriptures from the Word of God, and that clearly shows that out of the presentation of Jesus himself and the right of all, that, that they bring us closer to understand that adversity is part of our life. There's a scripture where God committed you know, through through the mouth of Paul in the book of Hebrews, is for I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that simply says that God is aware of our situation. But what counts is what is it that we are doing when we are going through that tough time into our life. And that's where we need to master and understand adversity intelligence. I think you'd agree with me that um, our forefathers, when they created this kind of slogan to say, um, it's after they realize that in this life, people who become successful are those who went through tough times and they rise up because they believe into themselves, they believe in God, and, and they succeeded. And unfortunately, we are at that state where we need a motivating motivation factor to make people aware that God is still with us. It's count on us on how can we make a call unto him. You would agree with me that even today, you know, churches are pulling very difficult because Christians are not even coming to church. And this simply says that we are faced with a situation where we really need a motivation for our people. Now, a situation where what has been taught for years, it must come now into practice. People to understand that our belief and faith in God can change our situation. What I take from the statement you make, I don't know whether um, I've misunderstood it, is to say to us that we need to toughen up, we need to uh, be strong, we need to... Uh, you know, be ready for, for, for the challenges. As a matter of fact, we need to look at um, adversities in a positive light, in a sense that don't see it as something that you shouldn't, shouldn't come to you, in a sense, or shouldn't happen to you, in a sense that you end up, we put our why me, and, and, and what if you. Sure. But sure. Uh, uh, much sure. as we have, uh, what is that, um, all these intelligences you talked about, so we still need to, we need this intelligence in order for us to uh, to cope. Like you said, in South Africa, uh, things are tough, but I must add to say that it's not only in South Africa. And uh, comparing South Africa to one of those, uh, you know, countries that we're doing well, I must say now that uh, things are, are, are far worse than they're already yeah. here, uh, sure. here in South Africa. I'll tell you why I'm saying that. I'm saying that because they are used to um, soft life. They're not yeah. used to the tough times, the situation, I mean, yeah. tough situations yeah. that we, we find ourselves in. So they're not really ready for, for adversities. So all you are yeah. saying is people should not, um, you know, look at it in a negative uh, way, but learn from it and they should allow adversities to make them stronger for, for what is coming. Perfect. Actually, when, when you allow me just to quote one of the researchers, J.P. Douglas, 
I think is the is the main man and the driver for this in, in his research. Um, that's where he picked it up. And one of the things uh, which he tried to simplify for people to understand, he then said he conducted the research at the university, and he then picked up that majority of children who passes with cum laude, when you interview them, they are coming from, you know, bad situations. They are coming from poor families. It's because adversity, it makes your life focus. Adversity, it drives you to the positive side of life. So today, and the reason why um, we talked about it, it's because we want to make people aware that, yes, one way or the other, these will come. Either you are rich, you are poor, you are educated, not educated, you are born again, not a born again, Christian, not a Christian, Muslims and all that, adversity in this planet Earth will come. It just depends when it comes to you, where are you, because it counts on your standing. Are you standing in God, or are you alone, or are you trusting something in your life? But the fact of the matter, it will come. Jesus himself, he never robbed us. In the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33, he openly said it. It says, for I've told you this, you'll have many troubles in this world, but I want you to take heed and have, and have peace in me. So this simply says, where are you and where are you standing? How do you believe in God? Now, the, the truth is, life is measured with seasons. Seasons will come. The season of this adversity will come, but it will never stay forever. So what does it say? It's how you prepare yourself. I think... The experience we have in the planet today, it even says to us as preachers of the world, how do we prepare people for that time? Yes, good time might come in you. We might preach, preach very wonderful, sensational message to you, but we also need to show you that while you are still in this planet Earth, adversity will come into your life. The scripture in the book of Romans 8.28, I think when you read that scripture, it speaks about love. It says, for all things work together for those who love, who love the Lord. It's a matter of love. Where are you in your relationship with God? Because whenever these adversities come, the truth is they will come. You won't stop them. The important thing is when you are confronted with the storm, how do you survive in that storm? How do you sustain yourself in that storm? Are you blaming others? Are you crying foul? Are you, are you killing other people? Are you destroying other people? Are you destroying yourself in the midst of that storm? The truth is, the storm will come and the storm will pass. The issue is, when the storm passes in your life, where are you? Are you still standing? The truth is, you can't stand alone. It is a time such as this in South Africa that we need to make a call to people. We need God. You need to hold yourself tightly to God because it is Him and him alone that will help us to cross over here, Your Excellency. You know, as you speak, Your Excellency, uh, I was going through um, my my computer, and uh, yeah, and as I was, uh, um, you know, going through it, I came across these headlines. Mm-hmm. It says, "Prepare for starvation. People will sure. be uh, insane when food prices double or triple." Yeah. Uh, during this winter, and it's, re- it's relating to the, they're relating uh, this to what is happening in in Europe. Uh, like I said, yeah. now that uh, these are the the first world countries, some of them they don't even know um, what starvation is. They don't know what uh, low shading is. <laughs> and sure. So, 
Rona, we, we are used to these things, so we, we, are, we are prepared in a way. But some of us, uh, we, we, we rejected uh, the adversities because we thought they were just from, from of the devil and, and what if you, and we haven't really learned anything uh, out of that, unfortunately. But I, I think it's never too late, uh, you know, to, to change the attitude towards that. You should just ask the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom with regard to how. Uh, to live under circumstances um, mm-hmm. that we really don't like. Yeah, I, I think when you listen to Douglas in his definition of um, adversity intelligence, he says it's the ability of an individual to be able to overcome difficulties with the characteristics capable of controlling difficult situations. You must be in control. Can the you say that again method- slowly this time? And, and he said that that Douglas in his definition says is the ability of an individual to be able to overcome a difficulty with the characteristics capable of controlling difficult situations. Hmm. Meaning, if you listen to how he tried to define it, actually he's simply saying situation will come. What count is how are you in control? Hmm. The reason why we have people that are committing suicidal today, people that are deep in depression today, people that are leaving their family today, is because they lost the grip on the control side. Mm. The fact is the situation has come. And that's not the end of the world. And it comes when they're not ready for it. That's the thing. That's why I'm mm. saying, Your Excellency, it is an area, I think, even now, that the church needs to change the message. The message needs to bring people to understand that we are in a situation where you need God, where this adversity, you can't run away from it. If you're a married person, you run away from this marriage, it's not going to help you to move to the next one. If you're a businessman and you run away, you think you'll make it somewhere, it's not, it's not going to work for you. We are in that situation where we need to show people that the success that we have comes from how we we push ourselves through that struggle. I think in one of his statements, he also says adversity is one of the possible indicators of person's success in life. It is an indicator. Successful people, when you interview them, even if they can tell you about the whole lot of their success, but listening to their speech, they will give you the other part of that. To say, I was from somewhere, and this is where I am. And, 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 and that's very important for people to understand. If we can rise up, maybe we'll take, and, 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 and I don't want to touch much of politics, but I'm trying to say, when we crossed 1994, the excitement was we did it because we went through that adversity. I think we lost it because we're supposed to sit down and say, now, where to from here? Because if you don't do it right, you might find yourself again in the same situation. Now, that's what he's saying here. It's also primarily used to predict attitude. I think you talked earlier about attitude. And mental stress, perseverance, learning. What is it that we have learned? Whenever you come across adversity in your life, the issue is how do you learn from it? Because if you did not learn something, it's going to come again. And it will beat you because you never bother yourself to learn. Because certain adversity, they come in a situation either in an environment, and you are still living in that environment. The important thing is how do you respond during that time? It's what will determine where to. 
I'm trying to say here, I think in his book, he also makes emphasis much about the experience of our president, the late Nelson Mandela. He said when he enters 27 years ago, when he entered, it was something else. But when he went out of the prison, it was, it was another person, which many people could not understand how that happened. It's how you carry yourself during that struggle that will tell us, because the struggle or that adversity is somehow going to affect your attitude, perspective about life, the manner in which you try to do things. It will be a sign that you really understand uh, how the, the, the learning part of the experiences you have in your adversity. That's why it's important for people to know, don't blame others, because you are not learning. You might be in your situation because of yourself. And the point is, if you blame others, you are going to commit the same situation. Even if people can come to you and apologize for things that they did not do to you. But for the message that you, you miss the focus of understanding, I might be part of the situation. That's why we have variables. I think in his writing, he talks much about uh, adversity intelligence variables. That in, in a situation where you are, you must be in control. Mm. And I quote it here. Yeah. The book of James, chapter 1, verse 2. If you remember, it says, Brethren, brethren, take it a pure joy when you have many troubles. Yes. You know that scripture? Yeah. And why, why, why that scripture was written like that? Mm. It simply tells you that one way or the other troubles will come. But mm-hmm. how you react in your situation, that one, then you must be in control. Because Can out I, of that is the mm. testing of your faith. Can I ask that we have a part two of this? Repeat that again. I can ask that we have a part two of this next week. That is, if yes, Your sir. Excellency, His Excellency, yes, Joseph Hoa allows. Okay. Now I will. Yeah, I will hear yeah. for him for Thank you, Excellency. But before you just, uh, I, I let I let you go. I wanted to say this statement that I think the church should revisit, like you said, the message that has been preached. I think it does. It has done uh, more damage than than good to to people's minds. And uh, yeah, and, and people's lives, the message of prosperity, yeah. unbalanced message yeah. that only the good yeah. must happen to us. And yet the Bible says he makes all things to work for the good, all things. It means sure. both the good and the bad. And sure. uh, the other thing is you mentioned the fact that uh, um, according to the, I don't know whether it's a research or experience, the people who had had, uh, you know, you know, lives, I mean, childhood lives, as etc. Et they, they, they become like they excel in life because the, the tough situations have made them to be tough and uh, they've uh, somehow become successful. But then the tendency is you come from the poor background, you don't want your children to experience that. So you become yeah. overprotective. And in yeah. a way, you are the one that becomes a hindrance to helping the, your children so that they can be able to stand the challenges of life or to have this yeah. uh, adver- yeah. adversity uh, challenge. Yeah. There's a statement again, I'm just going to paraphrase that because of time. The guy was saying, you know what, um, my father was working on food, something like that, and I have a car, or he's got a, a very expensive car, and uh, my, next child, my next child will have a Ferrari, okay? And, yeah. uh, but my fourth, uh, I mean the fourth generation, will be working on food again. And like I said, the trend there is, as Baba Strugitzing, 
we become overprotective. We don't want our children to suffer. And guess what? Our children don't know no suffering. Like when I know, they want expensive phones that they don't, they, yeah. don't, they don't work for. And you worked hard for your own phone. But you want sure. your children to have these things for free without working for them. What are you teaching them? What are you instilling in them? So, but I just want because of time. I think these are yeah. some of the things that we really need to look at so that we can change the way we think. And of course, from exactly. the pulpit to make sure that we prepare people not to scare them, but to prepare sure. them for the realities of life, according sure. to even the word, uh, what the word is saying we should do. Muruti, thank you very thank much. You, I tried to Google you on Facebook. I see a lot of Buffalo Chavalalas there, and most of them are women. Uh, what, what's your Facebook uh, name there? What's your name on Facebook? Do you have a middle name there or just Buffalo Chavalala? Uh, the Buffalo Chavalala, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you have a picture for, for us? Let me, share, let, me, let me share. I will share it with you. Your okay, okay. Thank you very much, Your Excellency. Yeah, okay. I was, I wanted to, okay, your, your contact details again? Uh, my number is 083. Oh, it's three. Four, three, nine, one. Four, three, nine, one. Two, six, three. Two, six, three. Uh, Pastor Bufelo Chavala. Thank you very much, sir. Radio Pulpit's Facebook page makes you more a part of the station than ever before. Now you can give your opinion regarding our programs or even contact your favorite presenter. You can get the latest news and existing programs and communicate with other listeners. Come on, let your fingers do the talking on Radio Pulpit's Facebook page. It's interactive and dynamic. Just visit facebook.com forward slash Radio Pulpit.